Welcome to the NextGen Work Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Ross. I help leaders support working parents so that they can recruit and retain the best people. Join me as I interview experts and provide insights into the struggles that parents and caregivers face in the workplace. Learn how your business can become a place where parents feel included, supported, and valued. Being a family-friendly business isn't just a nice-to-have anymore. For the next generation and those that are raising them, it is critical. Today, I'm talking with Michael Perry, the founder and CEO of Maple, which is a family tech startup looking to ease the burden of parenting, freeing up families to spend more quality time together. Michael is a proud father, uncle, brother, son, and husband. He was formerly the founder and CEO of Kit, an AI tool for small business owners, which was acquired by Shopify in 2016. He then went to work at Shopify but left his role there in 2020 after becoming a father. That is when he started to develop Maple, which is a platform that I really feel is going to change the world of parenting through technology that already exists for every other industry. He has just adapted it for parenting. Michael has been recognized as a 30 under 30 by Forbes and has an impressive record as a serial entrepreneur, but all of that shifted when he became a father. I really hope you enjoy this conversation, not only about Maple, but also about childcare, parental leave, um, gender norms, and so much more. Hi, Michael. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. I am excited to talk with you. Um, Could we get started? Will you just tell us a little bit about like you, how old your kids are, what, you know, stage of life you're in right now? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, Courtney, thank you for having me. Super excited to be here. Um, yeah, I have two wonderful sons. Uh, my eldest son, Leander, is four, and my youngest son, Solomon, is two. Um, like, I think probably any parent, the absolute joy of my life, even though it feels like most days I'm I'm, I'm hanging on a little bit by a thread, just of <laughs> pure, pure exhaustion. I don't think I... Uh, made the right calculation on, you know, raising young boys and building a company. It's, it's definitely the iron man of life to say the least, but um, we live here in central or Southern California, a tiny beach town called Santa Barbara. Um, super thankful for getting to watch them grow up down here. And yeah, I've been a serial entrepreneur for, I guess, since 2006. So just doing some quick math, I guess, 17 years, four companies, one exit, you know, $10 million raised, kind of just done the whole kit and caboodle of failing a lot of things, getting a few things right and feeling, you know, incredibly fortunate and blessed today. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. And I feel like that uh, sums up parenthood too, you know, failing some, getting a few things right. Um, oh, you know, man. we're all just trying our best in that arena too. So you've got a lot going on. We got a lot going on. And before I was a parent, because I think everyone talked about how challenging parenting is, I used to constantly wonder what could be harder than entrepreneurship feels like the hardest thing on earth. And then you become a parent and you realize that there is just such deep similarities between the two things in terms of just like learning on the go, learning on the fly, just, you know, feeling scared sometimes, feeling exhausted sometimes, feeling you know, sad sometimes, feeling joyful sometimes. It's just like, I don't know if there's any uh, any two worlds that have greater commonalities between entrepreneurship and parenting. And so I think in some ways being an entrepreneurship for so many years before 
becoming a parent was kind of like a bit of a training ground, so to speak. And uh, it's made the, it's made the ride a little bit more digestible, I think, than for some new parents. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Um, you know, there's lots of like coaches and courses out there for both, but there's not a manual that's going to tell you exactly what to do and when. It's all just figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think that to that exact point, there's a trillion business books written, but the failure rate's like 95%. Right. No yeah. two children are alike on earth and no two businesses are the same. It's just, unfortunately, there has to be this deep willingness to not chase someone else's blueprint, but build your own. And I think when you kind of lean into the fact that no one has the right solution, um, everyone's just making real-time adjustments to their children's needs or their business's needs. And that kind of helps get people through it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, before building Maple, you were with Shopify, right? Yep. And uh, did you get like a paternity leave or parental leave when you guys had your oldest kid? Yeah, I took I took my my parental Shopify. First of all, what an amazing company! I got to spend five years, almost five years there, four and a half years there. And as an American working in a Canadian company, you know, it really shaped my lens of life in terms of when I when I was going to go build my next business. I knew I needed to do a lot of things differently. I mean, I remember my very first month of work having a conversation with a woman who told me she was taking a year off and I was blown away because in America, yeah. that is such an uncommon thing to do. And in Canada, it's incredibly common to take that kind of extensive leave off. And as I've become a parent myself, you know, we've done our best at Maple as a seed stage company, um, a very tiny company to have a really generous paternity program. At Shopify, I took... Um, just about two and a half months off. You know, I, I really kind of regret that I didn't take more, um, but I broke it up over two periods of time, which I thought was really cool. They gave, they gave parents basically a 12 month window to use yeah. their paternity leave. Um, and, you know, it's some of the best, you know, looking backwards, some of the most rewarding and thankful moments of my life have been at the hands of Shopify being so absurdly generous with allowing me to spend time with my family during these very, you know, soft months and moments. Um, I, I, I feel so, so deeply for parents uh, and men really uh, in a weird way who don't feel like they have the environment to really get to enjoy that. Um, whether they yeah. feel the social pressure, the gender norm pressure, whatever pressure the economic pressure of needing to return back to work, you know, your children are little for only a little bit. And I, and I really, I, it really makes me sad when people miss out on that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my husband had the opportunity to kind of break his up a little bit too. And I think that's unique. Not a lot of people get to do that, but it really helped us out because um, he stayed home for you know a little while with me in the beginning. This was with our second kid. And then I had to go back and finish out the school year for like the last four weeks. So he took that time off um, for the rest of his leave. So it helped us extend like not having to have childcare until our daughter was six months old. So that was really helpful. Plus he got some of those like newborn days, plus when she was a little older and like, you know, actually able to interact and smile some and <laughs> wasn't just screaming all the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I know, I know you, you remember these things. I know any parent, uh, I mean, I still remember my son, you know, laying on my chest. Yeah. And I miss that. I miss that so, so, so much. I mean, now my mm -hmm. kids are, you know, big and they want to wrestle. We're in a the different snuggles are life. Yeah. yeah. Like far and few in, between. <laughs> but, you know, 
know, it's like I'm begging my my youngest one to come and lay with me. He's two. Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. He's just yeah. tough, and I I miss it. I miss it so much. And then I think mm-hmm. I'm I'm just absurdly thankful I got to experience it. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree. I feel for you know anybody that doesn't get to to have that experience. And unfortunately, a lot of times I think it's um, the dads that are missing out on that, just able to take a couple of days and then right back to work. And that's not yeah. fair to the kids or the mom, but it's also really not fair to dad. <laughs> it's, it's really not. I mean, it's not fair for their partnership because you've yeah. delivered children, you know, I mean, your body's in a different place and your mind's in a different place. And there's a recovery period where you need support. And I firmly believe that. And then there's also this other flip side, which is exactly what you just said, which is like for the men out there, they're just not going to get that opportunity back both to show up as a partner or to show up as a father. You know, the kid's never going to know any different, but um, it's still a relationship building, bonding, special moment. And my favorite times by far were the two o'clock, one o'clock, 11 a.m. naps with my kid just laying on my chest and, you know, putting a football game on and just laying there and just being like, you know, life could not be any better right now. Um, yeah. And that stuff sucks. And I think it speaks a lot, unfortunately, to the value systems that are in place in this country. Um, I think it speaks a lot to the value systems that are in place in corporate America. I think it speaks to just mounds of the problems that we face as a society in terms of prioritization against care, um, because like this shouldn't even be a conversation. Right. No, it, this, it this, this shouldn't be a con. We shouldn't be, we shouldn't be asking, did you take parental leave or how much time did you take? Or did your company support it? These questions are indicators that something is broken. Yeah. So and broken. I, I very, 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 very much hope that my sons are never asked this question. I hope not to. And on a bit of a mission to kind of bring light to that anyways. Um, yeah. So you, you know, finished up your paternity leave and obviously had to return to work. What was that like? Like going back to work now as a dad, you know, have your priorities shifted, of course. Oh, I mean, you know, those were, in a, you know, in a super weird way, those were some of the hardest times of my life. You know, I remember the very first day. I'll never forget it, by the way. I think there's some things in life you just don't forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can close my eyes. I can right now literally visualize as I'm speaking to you giving my wife a kiss goodbye, giving my, I guess at that time, two month old baby, a kiss goodbye, one and a half, six week old baby, a kiss goodbye and going and turning on my car and just sitting in the driveway being like, I absolutely don't want to go to work right now. Yeah. Like it's not even like a 10% want, it's a 0% want. And having just such an absurd amount of regret that I was, so stupid and naive when my wife, while my wife was pregnant, that like a month was going to be enough, you know, yeah. like I, I, I regretted it so much. And, you know, I, I felt the hard thing for me, um, you know, Courtney is that I started my last company and sold it to Shopify. Um, and I think that that company, I think my time there, I think all of it was just so, so successful because, I felt that I had a very deep servitude to entrepreneurs. I felt like mm-hmm. I was going to work every single day for them. I felt deeply connected to them. Um, and the moment I turned that car on that day, I realized I no longer was their servant. Yeah. I just didn't want to work. I didn't want to work for them anymore. You know, I wanted to work for my family. I wanted to be a father. I wanted to work for other parents. I wanted to be, there's a deeper 
thing there that I couldn't really figure out in that moment. And I'm now on that journey, but going back to work was hard because it wasn't just that I was returning back to work as a father, but the passion for what I was doing had greatly shifted as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can relate to that so much. So I was a teacher and uh, that's what I had always wanted to be. That's where my passion was. I was quite frankly, really great at it. <laughs> and it was yeah. all fun and games until I had my own kid. And then yeah. like my passion for, you know, pouring everything into somebody else's kids all day just wasn't the same. <laughs> it just all it changes. changed. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I have a lot of uh, love and, and respect for teachers. I do think it takes a tremendous amount of mental strength um, mm. to show up in a parent, like as a parent, show up and pour the same evenly distributed love and care into someone else's children and then go home and be on your A game and be yeah. and be there for your own kid. Um, it's, you know, shout out to all the teachers. God yeah, bless. For sure. It is. It's not easy. <laughs> um, so I think relatively shortly after you returned back to work, COVID struck, right? Yes. COVID, my, my son, we went into shelter in place when my son was about nine months old. Okay. So yeah. you got sent back home. Um, and yep. how did that kind of affect or impact um, the creation of Maple? The, the seeds for Maple started, I think, softly before that, right? So like when I first went back to work uh, and I was still going into an office and, you know, that was hard. I, I, my, my family and I at that time lived in the East Bay. I'm from the East Bay. I'm from Oakland, California. I'm actually from Alameda, California, for anyone that's listening. They're Bay Area residents. Um you know, to be at my desk in San Francisco, which was about 15 miles from my house, I had to leave at about 640 in the morning to get to my office by 8 a.m. Um, and I think that that's where like a lot of the resentment and like yeah. sadness started to set in because oftentimes, especially, you know, I had my son in May, I'm returning back to work in July. And then by the time he's five or six months old, it's fall, it's getting dark really early. And you know, I was leaving in the dark. My son was asleep. I was arriving home most times in the dark. My son was asleep. Um, and I just like, I felt so out of the loop and so out of touch and all these things. And so I, I, I definitely think that the, the, the problems that we are starting to see at Maple in terms of from the very beginning, my wife being considered by the hospital as the primary caregiver, me as the guest to the patient, yeah. You know, those seeds from, from day one started setting in that, oh, there's a problem here. I didn't know what, but I was like, oh, there's a, there's a big problem here. Um, the thing with working, the thing from being sent home from COVID, I think, which changed my perception in terms of how I wanted to build my next company was that I was a bit old school. You know, I really viewed going to your office as like this really important thing, a, a core KPI of like, are you there at eight? Are you there at five? Yeah. Really kind of hard nose about that. And then I realized you know, my commute was going from an hour and 30 minutes to about 45 seconds. <laughs> yeah. And I was going from like never seeing my kids for breakfast, never. to like every single morning I was making my nine month old eggs every day. Yeah. And I went from not being able to kiss my kids goodnight or not being able to have dinner with my kids to having dinner with my kids every single day. And so I think that, you know, Maple was kind of broken up in some weird way. It's it's two unifying pieces, but one of it is just like, what do we build to help, help parents? And then two is what values 
have we established as a company that helps us build a great company culture? And that company culture, we deeply believe we have to externalize. Um, and it's it's grounded in empathy. It's grounded in care. And it's grounded in understanding that like, and, and, I, and I believe this strongly, is that it's grounded in not asking or expecting people to pick their career over their children or pick their children over their career. It's about helping them find the balance to be whatever version of life they want to have. Um, and so I think COVID was highly influential in allowing us to hire stay-at-home parents, um, allowing us to bring the workforce into their house. Um, and I don't know if that would have existed. Maple, the company probably would have existed without COVID, but I don't know mm-hmm. if the values and some of the ways we thought about structuring the company would have existed without COVID. We probably would still be in San Francisco. We'd probably be still going to an office. And, yeah. you know, in hindsight, that would have been a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think it opened a lot of people's eyes kind of in that way. Yeah, totally. So Maple grew kind of out of this almost like identity crisis where you've realized like you're not in service to uh, entrepreneurs anymore as much as you are like to parents and to your own children. Um, So tell me a little more about like Maple. What is it? How, what does, how does it help parents out? How is it, you know, serving those families? So you're, you you literally hit the nail on the head, which very people have ever acknowledged or said, which is that Maple 1 million percent uh, came from an identity moment, like a struggle of like, oh my God, I've spent the last 15 years of my life pouring every creative fiber of myself into trying to selflessly serve small business owners. Um, mm-hmm. And it was a really, really, really painful I still deeply love and care about entrepreneurs. I still help them in my free time, but it's a really painful moment when like that Amber kind of goes dull in comparison to like this new empathetic relationship. You feel like, Oh wow, my kid is my everything. It's every parent's everything, but wow, this is hard. And it's not, and I I think it takes a really long time to understand why is it hard? Yeah. (laughs) That's been the interesting journey that we've been on at Maple. Um, you know, I think when Maple first started and I had a, you know, the ideas was when my, you know, my four month old, who's now four, uh, it was like my wife and I had been together, my wife and I had been together for almost 20 years. So, you know, for the first 13, 14 years, I was very in tune to what was going on in our life. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm coming home from work and my wife is beat down. She's tired. You know, my, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's going on with like, what month are we in? Is my son able to eat solid foods yet? Like, you know, you're trying to, I was basically, she was setting the pace and I was trying to keep up. Yeah. And I think in most households, sadly, these, and specifically heterosexual households, these just kind of gender norms of like, okay, mom is stepping in and taking over and dad is just kind of like along for the ride. is just like way too common. And I don't think anyone yeah. actually wants it to be that way. I certainly didn't want, I, I didn't want to be like a part-time parent, right? And I think what's interesting is that, you know, this is nothing new to you is that for some reason, like no one has ever referred to me as a working dad. Yeah. It's just working moms. Yeah. It's just working moms because like, you're still a full-time mom, but you're also a full-time employee for dads. You're just working and you're also kind of participating. Um, And so when all that stuff kind of started, when I started to feel that I was like, Oh, this is not right. (laughs) There's something, 
like we need to be able to work asynchronously as parents. We need to be able, yeah. I need to be able to be at my office and I need to still be able to participate in, in, in fatherhood. Um, and I just didn't see any technology solutions that were out there. And it, and it dawned on me at that time that, you know, Shopify had spent, you know, 15 years trying to take our hardest career position, which is being starting a company. And how can you make that easier? How could you build a platform for other developers to build on? How could you bring the best of AI to small business owners? How could you build the best, you know, services to small business owners? How could you, you know, basically break the barrier of entry and, and bend that curve of participation? And that just does not exist in parenting. And, and up until Maple, I think we are shaping that. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I I think where, where the product has shaped around that is it's very clear well, why entrepreneurship and why parenting is so hard is because when you're a solopreneur or an entrepreneur, you're trying to manage a lot, right? You're trying to manage mm-hmm. the product, you're trying to manage the marketing, you're trying to manage the logistics, yeah. you're trying to manage the customer support, you're trying to manage the social media. Now, son, look at parenting. You're trying to manage your job. You're trying to manage your marriage. You're trying to manage your children. You're trying to, and then you break down the kids. It's like their social schedule, their kids. I mean, my eldest son now, you know, he's four. Your kids are just right behind that, but yeah. he's in swim practice. He's in tennis practice. He's in skateboarding practice. He's in school five days a week. He's got birthday parties. He's got play yeah. dates. He's got, so, you know, a parent and an entrepreneur, they're not too far apart. The difference is an entrepreneur has software to help them manage all those things. Right. Yeah. There's all kinds and, of AI tools and subscriptions and, and everything. And all kind, out and the all wazoo. Things. Yeah. Out the wazoo, right? And so what is Maple? Maple is a platform, specifically a mobile application that people can interface with that allows you to get organized through specific folders, whether that's your meal planning your finances, your kids, you know, Halloween trips, a remodel, all the different things a parent is trying to manage. They establish these folders. And inside of each of those folders is a tool that you can collaborate with somebody, an unlimited amount of people on whether that's creating to-dos around that, checklists around that, shopping lists around that, event and calendaring events around that. We now have expense sheets around that for people that are managing budgeting. We're building a new meal planning application right now, which may be out by the time this podcast comes out. You know, we're building features and tools and micro applications that make it easier and easier and easier and easier for parents to stay organized because it's the disorganization that drives exhaustion. And it's exhaustion that makes parenting feel so hard. Um, And so for the parents that are out there, for the people who feel like they are holding on by a thread, which I do think is the thematic feeling of parents, specifically people with working jobs and young parents, is that you're holding on by a thread. Yeah. We're building this company for you. We're coming for you. I love that. We are are sewing your life back together. It's not going to be threads. You know, it's going to be a thread that turns into a, a, a ball of yarn that turns into a full-blown blanket. You know, we are going to keep it together for you. And that has proven to be a really exciting and needed solution for people who are trying to be everybody's everything. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Um, I downloaded the app just a few weeks ago. And like, for example, we've been using it for Halloween, you mentioned. Yeah. Um, so I have a shared folder with my mom. She was like helping me get pieces together for costumes. She found the Batman cape at her Walmart. And I found, yep. you know, a piece of this at my store and I'm going to make this mask and she's going to make that. Ma- so we just have it all on one to-do list and we can like check it off and it just 
disappears if she finds it. And I had the pictures of the costumes in a note and I've got a event list for all of the different trunk or treats and everything that we're going to try to take them to. And it's all just right there in one folder that I could share yeah. with whoever is going to be involved. Whoever you it's, want. And it's great. It's a game changer. It's a game changer. Yeah. And like, I love hearing it. And I'm so thrilled to hear that you, you've been, you've been using it and it's been helpful. And I, and I just think that the more that we can, you know, we're still in early innings, you know, the yeah. more that we can simplify the app, the more we can bring more intelligence into the app, the more that we can bring more functionality into the app. You know, we have quite a bit of things where the team is on a hard push. We're on, you know, where we know that the holiday season is in front of us. It's the busiest time of the year. This is the hardest, mm-hmm. most stressful time for parents, yeah. right? Um, we're just doing everything we can. That's just the yeah. honest answer. We're doing everything no. that we, everything that we can um, to just try to support people through all this. I love it. Um I've started my Christmas folder already too. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Yeah. So uh, what are some other use cases? You know, we've talked about the holidays. Uh, how about for like childcare? I know I have a uh, a folder set up that I can share with all of my babysitters that has yep. emergency information, pictures of our insurance cards and all of that in there. Yep. Yep. We, we, so the top five things that people typically use Mabel for, right? We have suggested folders in the top five. Yeah. Um, chores, just like establishing the workload for the home and dividing on that workload. Food and meal prep is a huge one. There's a share. You can build a grocery list, put together a schedule. We have a really, really, I, I guarantee you're going to love it. We have a new tool coming soon, a new app. Yeah, it I'm really excited. Meal, meal prep app. It is killer. It is so killer. There's going to be recipes in there and the whole thing. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited um, to see that. <laughs> the kids one, you know, like you're, again, my kids folder is insane. It's like we have an event list specifically for all my son's practices. We have an event list for uh, my boy's school schedule. We have um, an event list in there for babysitting schedule. We have a shopping list in there that we share with our nanny to like whatever the boys need. My wife and I add to it. You know, someone eventually buys it like our kids. So kids is really big. Uh, And then believe it or not, personal is also kind of a big one because I do think that there's a lot of things that people use to self-manage themselves that doesn't fit into a folder. But outside of those, the things that we've seen from a dad and just like feedback conversations, holidays, super stressful. Usually holidays falls on one person's shoulders, mom. Yeah. (laughs) And so it's like, you know, getting your Christmas folder going and like using our expense tracker on how much money are you spending, which is a stressful part of the holidays, building a checklist of people that you need to buy for. So it's visible to everybody. And dad's not just like, oh, who's this Amazon package for? Or what did we, you know, the always embarrassing thing at any Christmas party. Oh, I didn't know we bought that for that person. Yeah. You know, it's like, I for my sister. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And so it's like, I just think that people grossly underestimate that probably in some ways in 2023, the keys to a happy marriage is participation. It's that simple. Yeah. That simple. I think that most couples I've spoken to, I'm going to guess a thousand, a thousand women specifically, Mm -hmm. you know, the number one thing people ask me for is participation. How do I get my, my husband to care more? How do I get him? You know, it's like, it's just that simple. And so, you know, there's an unlimited amount of things that you can do with Maple. My wife and I planned a camping trip together in it. That was awesome. We now have a weather tile feature where you can drop weather for the location that you're going to. So we were using the folder and keeping track of the weather for the destination we were going to. Um, 
And I just think that nothing feels better than partnership and just doing it together. So whether that's a, you know a big one-off annual thing, that's holidays, birthday parties, field trips, whatever. And then there's just like the true and blue, this is always going on. I just want you to give a shit, which is, yeah. you know, how did the blueberries get in the refrigerator? How did the kid's dentist appointment get booked? Yeah. How did the clothes get folded? How did this birthday party happen? And like, if the answer continues to return mom, then there's work for us left to be done at Maple. Yeah, no, I love that. I'm super grateful that, um, you know, my husband and I, he he pitches in. Um, actually, when love I was it. teaching, he probably did more the, than I did in a lot of cases because he did all of the sick days. Um, you know, anytime the kids were sick, that fell to him. And, you know, he shouldered a lot of that responsibility, especially when I was teaching. But uh, I'm grateful, you know, super grateful that he pitches in, I would say, about 50-50 around the house. Uh, but I know that it's not not like that. Aaron. <laughs> Shout out to Aaron. Thank you, Aaron, for being an outstanding <laughs> husband. We we appreciate you being a role model for the rest of us. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, do you have any, I guess advice for say mom finds maple and it's like oh my gosh this is you know the best thing ever you have any advice for convincing dad to download it too (laughs) to get on board yeah i mean listen i this is the number one question that i get asked for the last two years by far (laughs) it's not even a close second and i actually think what it starts with is a really honest it's not about maple it really isn't about maple it's it starts with a really honest conversation that um more people need to get aligned with their spouse that they're in a partnership period and i think the problem is is that we have been so um convinced for far too long that the system that was in place works in 2023 right yeah millennia it ago it doesn't you know like when the women were standing in caves and collecting firewood and berries and men were running down and shooting elks with you know <laughs> rocks and bows and arrows that was a system that worked because they were the biggest the strongest the fastest they were willing to die whatever right right like we're not and I they couldn't physically the- feed the babies like and they couldn't physically that had to be mom yeah, <laughs> like that system worked, but you know what? I have not met a man in 2023 that has ran down Main Street with a bow and arrow and shot an elk and dragged it home. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> and, and very few of us are getting our draft numbers called, and very few of us have you know Betty Crocker at home barefoot and pr- like the world's changed. Like it's not 1950 anymore. And so the question about getting um, the husband into Maple is actually like, it starts with actually a conversation about building a partnership. And if you choose to do that with like, let's get a Google calendar going, or let's get some Apple notes going, or let's get Notion going or Asana going or whatever project management collaboration. So at the end of the day, if we see the world become a more equal place, I'm a hundred percent satisfied. I am biased that Maple is the best, most superior solution because we have one customer in mind, which is parents. Yeah. All the other solutions are building for the working world to be partners. You know, it's amazing that 
every person that is going to listen to this that's in the workforce knows that it is a huge focal point for people to have better working work cultures and working relationships. Yeah. But why do not we not have better house culture and partnerships? Mm-hmm. What is your house culture is the question of 2023. Yeah. 2024. And- I mean, no one talks about house culture. Yeah. Maple is at the forefront of being like, what is your house culture? And that's where it starts. That's where it starts. And what we have seen from a data perspective, which I will tell you this, is that if you can use Maple more than six times, if you try to make it a part of your behavior, you're always going to use it. You're never going to stop using it. It's six, the magic number is six. You got to get your partner on there. You got to get them to check it six times, use it six times. And sometimes it first starts with them just watching. Sometimes it starts with you assigning it to them. And sometimes it eventually gets to them actually contributing and adding, but it starts with a conversation around partnership. I love that. Uh, And I, I'm going to just agree with you there that I think Maple is fabulous. <laughs> we have, you know, the ca- the family calendar and a Google Doc for the groceries. And we've done the piecemeal, you know, try to get oh, organized. Yeah. And it's it's built for work. Like you said, That's all it. of those tools are built for work, not for families. And Maple is built specifically for families. And it works for families because of that. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. Um, and speaking of, it's free, like 80 yeah. or 90 percent of everything we've been talking about is totally free, right? I would say 95 percent. I mean, the, the yeah. only thing that are paid features as of right now that we talked about is the ability to connect your Google Calendar, um, the expense sheet for people who use Maple for finance purposes, and the weather tile. There's a couple other little things that fall into the print, like if you want to pick custom colors and things, mm-hmm. but most of our features are 100% free. Um, and that's always the goal, right? If we feel like it's something that 90% of our users need or really should be using, um, it's always going to be a free feature. We we call this 10% features Maple Plus features because it's an add-on to what we're already offering. And it's just for someone that needs a little extra super user kind of behavior. Um, but even like our meal planner that we're talking about, going to be free. And we have awesome. right now, you know, I think what people forget is it takes a full-time designer and three engineers to build something that are salaried for people to get to use to better their life for free. Yeah, and I love that you know, you have uh, decided on that like value that it is, it's valuable to you. You believe that parents should be able to access this. Yes. Enough that you're giving it for free. It can't be an economic decision. It can't be that like, we can't use this because it's expensive. It has to be, we a hundred percent use this because it's free to us. And if we feel like we're getting value from it and we want more value from it, there's an option to create more value from it. But the baseline of helping people get organized and on the same page will always be free. Yeah. And that's accomplished through sponsorships, right? And I'll say that like the sponsorship banners are totally (laughs) non-intrusive. You know, a lot of free apps, it's like constant pop-ups and ads and really annoying banners and stuff. It's, It's not like that in Maple at all. No, we've tried to be super respectful about it. It's actually been pretty awesome because we're working with brands who we actually defer the cost of the app to the brand. Um, they they pay an annual fee to have placement in there. And you know, I, I sometimes wish we can record these conversations with these brands and, and share them because the the level of care and the desire 
you know, at the end of the day, it is seen as like a feel good thing more than like an ad thing. It's like, you know, yeah. we, we want to keep maple free. We need you to help us keep maple free. You know, we're helping tens of thousands of families and um, there's just such a willingness to do that, which we're super, super thankful for at maple. Yeah. That that's amazing. I love that. Um, yeah. That you're only partnering with, you know, brands that have some of the same like values and desires, I guess, as, as maple. Um, so it's not like just any random old ad that's being thrown in there. No, I, I mean, I, I think what we're really looking for is people that want to better the quality of life at home. Mm-hmm. And in a weird, some of these brands, people may not see it that way, but the conversations are always centered around that. You know, um, it's, it's, it's so important for us. I think we're, I really do feel like, again, household culture is going to be a thing that people talk about and do brands align with that culture do brands align with that value? Not do households align with their values, but do yeah. those values, those companies align with the household's values? Um, and I think that that shift in thinking is going to be critical for us to collectively come together for the betterment of home. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, families, especially like younger families of you know our generation and even younger, are really starting to uh, pay attention to brands values and beliefs and, you know, what they are doing for this world more so than, um, you know, their ad dollars necessarily. And so it's going to continue to become more important to have good, strong values. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, I mean, you know, it's really unfortunate we're living through this very kind of, there's not great leadership right now. In any yeah. format. And I'm not even talking about politically. I'm saying a moral compass of prioritization. I'm talking about people who are willing to start saying, you know, maybe we've gotten some of these pieces wrong. Maybe it's worth revisiting, you know, how we want people spending time here on earth and how we want to try to help them make the most of that time. You know, the the, the biggest mistake I think people make, and I really do believe this, is prioritizing people that are not going to be showing up at their funeral. Yeah. Period. I, I, I've become very well aware. I had 10 employees at Kit. I had 250 people that worked for me at Shopify. I highly doubt that their world is going to change when I pass away. But my sons will be forever changed the day I pass away. So they deserve, they deserve to be the priority. And we, for some reason, and I, I haven't been able to put a put a finger on it. We lose sight of that as a society. It's like, you're going and having dinner with business colleagues and strangers that I've had probably 5,000 business dinners and I can't remember 4,999 of them. Yeah. And that has all come at the exchange of prioritizing stupid things over my kids. Yeah. Yep. And not worth it. No, it's not. And I think that was the like big realization I had about a year ago too, when I decided to, you know, shift gears myself. It's, yeah, it's all about the kids and they're only going to be little once they only have, you know, we only have one lifetime, one chance to make memories with them, to make impressions on them, to mold and shape them into wonderful little human beings, hopefully. And, you know, that, that is the number one priority and we need companies and workspaces and, everything else to like get on board with understanding that that is the number one priority. <laughs> it should be a no brainer. Yeah, it should be. It should be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, 
well i think that is a a fabulous place to to end off Uh, it has been fabulous wonderful to talk to you michael um we do have a a free trial of that premium subscription for our listeners for maple so i'm super grateful for that and i highly encourage everyone to go and download it and use it and even if you don't use the premium the free version is awesome as well Uh, michael if we want to learn more about you or maple where can we find you at i'm just going to tack on to that if anyone does try maple and i'm not helpful for their family um feel free to email me michael at growmaple.com I would love to hear what we can do better for your family. Um, and I'll, I, I pre-apologize if we came up short now, but we're really committed to figuring this thing out. Um, you know, people can find Maple at Grow Maple, at Grow Maple on Instagram. We have a working parents group on, on LinkedIn. Um, and then I'm at Michael Perry everywhere. And we're Maple in the App Store. Awesome. And that free trial code is Ross14 for anyone that needs it. And I'll also put in the show notes. Well, Michael, it's been so great talking to you. Thank you. Thank you, Courtney. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation with Michael. I want to make it clear that I'm not being compensated in any way to say this, but I truly do think that if you are a parent, you should go and check out the Maple app. I have been using it for about a month now, and I find it very helpful for staying organized and being able to easily share that organization with other family members or key people in my children's lives. And if you would like to try the paid version, remember that code is ROSS14 for a 14-day free trial. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and consider leaving a review. That is the best way you can help me out. And follow along on Facebook or Instagram at Playgrounds and Paychecks. Take care.